Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing however you chiching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. I'm with the bid man, David Flatman, for this episode Knew it. of the Flats and Shanks podcast. Yeah, well, you, do you look like you look like Marv from Home Alone, but who's <laughs> Been on an all-inclusive holiday. You do can't that. see it. You can't see it. See it, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, toddlers. Don't know who listens to this, but um, he's in a um, he's in a beanie, and yeah, I always like a beanie with a bobble. No, otherwise, I'm not, I'm not otherwise I look guy anymore. Otherwise, I look like you. Yeah, but you're lucky. But, you're like me. You got a pretty face, and you can get away with it. Some people can't. Yeah. And I went to the gym this morning, as did you, and it is actually, it's legit cold outside, but I'm, I walked down, I wore a sweatshirt, which is a concession for me, but a pair of shorts. And, um, I thought, do you know what? A little beanie would just take the edge off. And I got, I got a Christmas beanie. This isn't it. I got a really nice Christmas beanie, um, for the cold days on the touchline. And I've forgotten them to all the games I've done since I got it, left it at home for every game I've done. And this one, uh, came as a freebie. Uh, my wife got me some socks for Christmas and they said, you buy an extra pair of socks and you get a free hat. So this is a relatively low quality, but very warm hat. Pretty flat caps coming out soon. I saw John Barkley with one in a pub the other day with Ryan Wilson. I just thought, oh mate, I've just lost respect for you now. You're, you're wearing it in a pub. You're trying to be like a a funky, what, what are they called? A hipster. Hipster. Drinks. But I, the thing is, mate, I've been wearing flat caps 20 years now. Yeah, I'm no. not. I'm not nouveau, mate. I'm. I've been on it 20 years, Bab. I got. I have got a 20 year old flat cap that I might well wear this week when I go uh, shooting heart. in Car the Leicestershire heart. countryside. Like a cool um, one, like a. Yeah, no, it's just an old scabby one. Eclipse. Um, but I will go shooting without shooting anything this week, Tommy. Anyway, look, hey, welcome to the pod, everyone. It's great to be back. We've had a couple of weeks off. Um, we've had, believe it or not. This is not the equivalent of retweeting praise, which 
some people do and i don't want to get too strong on it but it makes me want to be sick every time people retweet praise of themselves um i've had a good fair few messages saying where's the pod my friend nicole but among others but lots of people saying where's the pod fella and i said look we're taking a break we need a break happy new year you buggers we're yeah, back should yeah, we, should we start nice. swearing on this nice. pod? Because I'm listening to quite a lot of Joe Rogan podcasts at the moment, and they're just loose, and he doesn't care. And I think, yeah, let's just say what we actually think. And then no. I think we will actually lose our jobs and be homeless, so we can't. And I'll have to find a little link or some sort of box to tick to say explicit language. And you can't right. be asked. But right. also, I don't think we really think horrible stuff, and we're not. we're only talking about naff all on this pod really so we don't really talk about anything important we we do no we do but we don't we don't tend to go global and political we tend to go netflix and iplayer but that is in, in yeah. most people's lives that is more important actually but sometimes we could go full-on samuel jackson couldn't we and just yeah. let it out like tourette's yeah which i know you have got a form of you know growing up in maidstone i remember um I wondered. Uh, now, I, I remember watching the uh, Tourette's documentary and there was, a, there was that original Tourette's documentary. And look, I was a kid when I watched it, right? So this is the sort of stuff that upsets people a lot, okay, saying things like this. But I was a kid when I watched it and remember thinking, this is the best program I've ever watched in my life. It's amazing because they're swearing and shouting and lashing out. Had no concept of how awful it was for these people. But then... I spoke to my dad about it, who's a psychologist and whatever, and he and he he would say, "Well, it, it, no, it hasn't been made for you to laugh at, and you're not ridiculing them. You're imagining yourself doing those things, which is outrageous. That's why it's kind of outrageous and funny." But also, he made a really good point to me, and it's not the same as my brother who has Downs and cerebral palsy and stuff. But it's like, what happens is, you, do you think? these guys don't want to be involved in the joke. Like every, they want to be involved. They want to be treated like you get treated, someone who doesn't have disabilities and doesn't have Tourette's. So actually don't feel too bad on yourself, mate. It's all right. Like some of that stuff is actually really sad. If you're an adult, you get it. Some of it is actually really funny because they say really funny stuff. Um, and we used to wonder if my little brother, we used to tell people uh, falsely that my brother had Tourette's because he doesn't speak like we do, but he can say certain things. And he would say things out of the blue and you're like, oh my God, I cannot believe he just said that. And I mean, awful stuff, awful stuff. And we would say, sorry, he's got Tourette's and people just bought it. They just bought it hundred percent. Oh, you know, Shoal, the foot shop. Yeah. The foot, the shoot, you get insoles and stuff. I was in Shoal once um, looking for some insoles, uh, soft insoles for me runners, my moldies or whatever it was for pre-season. And my brother was in, I'd wheeled my brother in there in his wheelchair and the woman basically came over to serve me and she was a very normal sized woman and he just said fat cow fat cow i'm like no 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 no. sorry about that he's got tourette's so i wheeled him out and he just shouted i think i can say this because it's a female dog he said bye-bye fat bitch as he walked out the shop my brother didn't swear then no nothing this was like a absolute like bolt from the blue we got him out of there quick smart raced him down the <laughs> pavement and stopped whacked his brakes on and pissed ourselves like that is amazing and ever since then he's like he knows like he gets a laugh so did like a white transit van pull up outside the shot and you just bundled him into that <laughs> go, go, it's go, like go, that he was go. like go 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 get him out get him out when, when, uh, oh, when mate, no out, no no we're just pissing <laughs> ourselves when he used to go out with kerry sweeney still do but like on the town 
or just or just for a coffee i'd have to tell people he's got tourettes i say sorry about my mate he's got tourettes because he just loves swearing does he yeah swears swears per sentence high yeah. oh mate if you had a swear jar swear box but i like now this, it. You, you look back at stuff this is again we're, we're not going joe rogan territory of but just being honest, like you look back and like I was probably like 17, 18, just learned to drive. And my brother obviously had a blue sticker. My parents had a blue sticker in their car so you could disable park and disable bays. Yeah. <clears throat> and it'd be like, you drive into town and I'd be like, the lads are like, oh, grab his sticker. Like, yeah, to drive it in. I probably did it 10 times or five times or something, but it was like, yeah, do that. And just park in the best spots in town. It's like, oh, mate, you can park right on the high street. This is amazing absolutely no concept of the fact that someone who is actually disabled might need that bay in fairness mm. it not it's not a defense but there were about a hundred bays and i don't think i ever took one when there was more than 10 taken but you know as my dad always says one of the real perks mate you get the best parking, <laughs> the best parking. <laughs> loves it um we have like a you've been to my place we've got like a single yellow out the front of ours and um yeah. it's really handy because it's always empty um we live in town uh but my mum and dad come with my brother blue sticker leave it there all week mate what a feeling i had to drive through bath um on the 27th of december because popped to see my sister so we had a yeah. family do it my sister's who lives in bath as you know um saw her running the other week yeah stop stealing her underwear she said uh and i, I was trying to while, find she, while the... she's running <laughs> i was trying to find your road but i couldn't find it went through bath Went through like round the little square and then came back out the other side because traffic was so bad. Like it took me three hours to get to Bath and it took me about two and a half why? to get home. Don't know. Just, oh, I actually do know why. The A487 bridge was closed and all the traffic was going through the main bridge, which you wouldn't have thought would have made that much difference. But Christmas, maybe everyone tends to go out on the 27th. But I couldn't find your road, mate. I couldn't find mate, it. Mate, you, it's not that hard. You just, put in google maps royal crescent don't tell people oh god oh god oh god that's one of those addresses right the royal crescent it's like some people who live on it because <clears throat> you meet people over the years that live on the royal crescent and some people does jamie roberts live on the royal crescent can't say it's not fair um yeah i can't i can't remember you, by his social media yeah i can't remember uh what you some people say is yeah oh hi yeah yeah i live on the royal crescent they can't wait to tell you some people you know, I live just over there. I live in live in town. Live in town. Whereabouts? I just yeah. It's just uh, the crescent. There's a few crescents. Oh, the royal crescent. Yeah, yeah. And some people like they realise it's such a big move to live. It's, a, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's the most expensive place to live in Bath, which is an expensive place to live anyway. Uh, to buy a house and um, relatively, you know, in national terms. And um, it, then you, there are some people. The, you can tell the real money because they're just like, yeah, I live on the crescent, and it's just completely normal. Where else would I live? Um, but there are three categories of people. There are there are people who are desperate to tell you they live on the Crescent. Um, but most of them, most of the people on there that I've met, and I have probably know four or five of the houses along there, are. it's just completely obvious that they would live there because that's it. Where else would you live in Bath? And I've worked really hard, so why shouldn't I? And I tell you what, people in Bath say, I would never live on the Crescent, even if I won the lottery. I wouldn't live on the Royal Crescent. Too many tourists. Bullshit. You'd live there. You'd live there in a second. It is unbelievably beautiful. The houses are amazing. Do you get a garden? Um, yeah, you do, yeah. I mean, yeah. they're varied in size, but some of them have really good gardens. I think one or two of them have got pools. Like, it's oh, not wow. you're not living in the countryside. It's a city garden, no. but 
some of them have really good sized gardens and at the end of it like a three-bed coach house which backs on which looks like a house on the street behind the crescent it's actually the coach house wow. to the main house um so like i've met i know someone who like they got they lived in their main house and they were getting divorced and stuff so one of them just moved into the coach house which is a three-bed house at the bottom of the garden like it is wow. just beautiful absolutely beautiful places i'll tell you what we you know we keep delivering this pod week after week year after year who knows we should, we've said this before we could try and make some money off this podcast at some point but it's so much effort um, can you leave us a review as well if you're listening please we haven't had a re- oh, no. no just in general I, I think that's how you bump your numbers up by getting good reviews. I have never, ever, I would not know how to look at a review of a podcast. Oh, don't make, don't. If you're after confidence, don't slag you right off. Yeah. Swim I mean, I up. don't call you a little slag. I don't look on, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't look on Twitter anymore. X, don't look on X anymore. Really? Um, no. Hmm. Uh, well, maybe uh, genuine now, once a month. It's the first thing I do after a night out. Again, but once a month, I'll check the my... first thing I do after a night out. Oh, what have I done? <laughs> um, no, I don't. I just, I feel like it's not a dead platform at all, but I, I must say, I don't... I Where do you Instagram look? And I, don't, I don't miss it, really. Like, Where do you get your kicks from, then? Yeah. Uh, Insta. Basically, car Pris- websites, mate. Prison dating? I've been... I mean, think, you know, like Christmas, New Year, and, you know, you start thinking about your life, yeah. Um, New Year's Here resolutions. We Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Get ready for this. It's going to be big. I do look back, right, and think it was obvious that I was always going to, like, go the rugby direction like you did. Like, you know, us lot did. But I look back and think, had I gone in the car direction, would like would that have been a massive mistake? Because I think about it like... What, what do you mean, like I watch, car? I, I watch a lot of rugby. I love rugby. I really like rugby, which is handy. So I like watching rugby a lot myself away on you know, yesterday afternoon, Sunday afternoon, and in the little snug in here where I do my podcast and watch the rugby on my own for a couple of hours. And I really like it. I'm really into it. I'm invested in all the games. Like, So I don't regret having gone the rugby route, but I do probably 70% of my internet action is cars what would you do with cars mate would you are you like you're talking about like having a second-hand garage buying and selling wheeling and dealing i would would do that that's a bit too much admin i'd need i'd need michelle to do the admin for me the forms but i know more like um sort of car journalism really and then i start looking at these internet these car influencers basically and these guys are some of these there's obviously loads of them but some of them are incredibly successful too marmite i do look at them i look at some of them and think you're too marmite you're too marmite for that <laughs> but yeah it's just if i i think i think about cars all day every day like it is a proper yeah. it's not an addiction because i don't go and buy them so it's not an addiction but it's an obsession and i've been the same since i was a little boy hmm. um my parents tell me and like it is is genuinely this is this gonna sound mad like i can't the point where um you know, Freya actually said to me a while ago, she's like, well, okay, supposing you said, right, go and buy one car. You actually just think this is the one, this is the one you're going to go and buy. And you've got to buy it and you've got to keep it. So you can't just swap it because people who love cars swap cars all the time. And I said, right, it's probably, if you gave me, you know, 160 grand budget, 
I'd probably get one of these. Um, because I've got the family car sorted, got my wife's car, they're probably 160, 175 grand. And she's like, do it then. I was like, yeah, but we done we're 174 grand short. And she's like, yeah, but if it's that important, like finance, do this, sell something, sell that stupid watch you don't wear, whatever it is. Not that not that it's worth any money, but it's like sell your body. people who people who have no money find ways to drive amazing cars. What so, is the car? What is the car? Well, I I'm a Land Rover ambassador, so okay. Um, that's the other thing. I don't, I don't talk about other car brands. I don't, you don't see any car stuff on my, except my Land Rover on my Instagram, because I value my ambassadorship too much, you know. And I do yeah. my 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 favorite cars in the world are Range Rovers and Land Rover Defenders. They are my favorite cars, but I also love 911s. They're also a passion looking, of mine. If you're looking I'm, for a service, though, do you know where you should go? New Broad Street Motors in Barry, some Cardiff Road into Barry. <laughs> Tell him, tell him Tom sent you. Yeah, I thought I'd do. Yeah. Um, but it's like, it is a proper obsession. So like last night, uh, Gigi, our little baby, she came out in like this really immediate rash straight after we'd had dinner and then she'd been breastfed. It was like less than 10 minutes after we'd eaten, breastfed, massive rash all over her face, legs, body. So I stayed at home with a toddler. Freya took her to A&E. She's fine. Took some Pyroton and they're going to test her for allergies. But um, like I wasn't worried because the baby was fine. And I, I was gone for probably two and a half hours. And she's like, what have you done while I was gone? She updated me on text. I was like, uh, she's like, because you haven't tidied up after dinner and you haven't cleaned the kitchen. And I was like, yeah, I'll do all that now. Sorry. I've been watching car videos on YouTube solidly since the toddler went to bed. So I've done two hours of solid YouTube videos, half of which I've already watched. I know all about these cars and I watch and watch and watch and watch and watch. And it's like, I'm not a I psychologist, need... but I think you need to break the cycle somehow. Go and buy one. I need to go and buy one. Well, mm. I don't. That's what I don't need to do. Um, but yeah, it is. Maybe, maybe my point is maybe this is the year of the car, you know? Maybe. Yeah. I mean, this, this would be, you're probably, you're probably lying to me and it's not cars cars is just a buzzword you use and it's actually porn <laughs> <laughs> yeah i hello susan can you make bangkok chick boys come on my tv <laughs> i don't like them i'm just confused <laughs> yeah no that is my that is my yeah i like golf my mate. version of it yeah i like golf i'm not You're quite as obsessed guy, yeah, yeah. I do like looking at new clubs, and every time I think, right, I get a new club, but clubs are, you know, a fraction of the price of what a car would yeah. be. Um, I have a good round with my old clubs, and I think, well, actually, I'll keep them. Yeah. So, I'm going to actually try and play this week uh, on Wednesday with Jamie Robinson, if I can, weather permitting. Weather. But, weather is what I think about that. Yeah. Hey, now, we could go on and on and on about our hobbies and what we like to scroll through and how you've completed um, a lot of stuff on the internet. Um, Piston but... heads. <laughs> yeah. When, when I put P into my uh, Google bar, whatever is search bar, piston heads comes up. What comes up when you put P in? <laughs> I don't know. I'm always on private. Yeah, exactly. Because exactly. I buy my wife flowers all the time. Yeah, yeah. To see. Um, I've watched something brilliant on TV, and I hope you've watched it. Mr. Bates post office. versus the post office. Yeah, yeah. I watched an epi- I watched it two days ago, and it was 
must have been about six o'clock at night. And we often got, don't get that much time in the evenings with three kids. Um, but just let my youngest play on his iPad and mess around. Yeah. And just let him stay up late. Watched all four episodes. Paula Venels, CEO of the post office, was. She she needs to handbook her CBE. I think the online petition has passed a million votes. And the thing is about CBE, what does it really mean? I mean, who cares really? But title is quite big. It's a title, yeah. But actually her handing it back admits she Guilt. knew and I think it concedes wrongdoing, which is why she won't do it. And I just you shouldn't, you you shouldn't go around practicing hate. You shouldn't feel hateful about things. And I don't really, but I want I do want the people responsible to get hammered in some way for letting all those people suffer. I just think, are oh, you? It's incredible uh, how they hid, how they hid behind the system and oh, how they, man. how they bullied people and made Awful. them, made them, made them plead guilty. Um, thinking it was their own fault. So Awful, because they, they the bullied worst. them into large sentences and, and a huge amount of fines, but it's incredible. Like it properly really annoyed me. And, I was watching it. I was thinking at the end, I was hoping for some massive compensation uh, fee for all of the claimants that were in there because their lives have been ruined. Not only just the money that they were deemed to have lost, which they hadn't, but the, the time as well after where they've had to get their lives back on track, find new jobs. Yeah. And it, that wasn't the case. And I just like bankruptcy, suicide, like absolutely oh, gutted. Uh, but it was, you have to, you have to watch it, ladies and gentlemen. It's it's brilliant. It's it's captivating, and but it's also incredible to think in this day and age something like that can go on, and yeah. how the how the post office can hide behind the government uh, and get away with it because it's robbery. Oh, it's just awful. It's worse than robbery because it's just you know as they said, it's not all about the money. It's partly about the money, but it's the damage they did to so many people. And actually, they've only it is about the money for me. Like only, I, I yeah, think, yeah. Because but they've overturned back to the criminal money. records and it's people have yep. criminal records and they've yep. only overturned like 10 percent of them or something it's like yeah they, but two million quid all need would, to be deemed unsafe two, yeah. two million quid would you know would ease that criminal record yeah it would yeah it would um but geez man just I know. awful awful I know. awful so awful. i watched that recently um what is the new one now with michelle keegan in on netflix i just started watching it I don't and, know who Michelle Keegan is. So. Uh, she's married to Mark Wright. From yeah, he's the Love Essex. Island guy. No, what? Only he was on the Only Way Is Essex. I'll tell you what. Beautiful guy. The beautiful yeah, guy. Both, they're yeah. both beautiful, mate. Yeah. Um, in own way. Fool me once. Oh yeah, I've seen a. I've seen it flash up. It says top yeah. ten on Netflix, but that means nothing. That means no, absolutely right. nothing. There's some garbage in that top nothing. ten. Um, there's been um, a few series from Netflix gone right off the boil, mate. This last year or so, like I, I often don't even go to Netflix anymore. Um, if I didn't have Netflix, I think I wouldn't miss it now. Really, I've lost it. Yeah, think so. What do you watch on Netflix, mate? I watch like Meat Eater. I watch the Hunting Program. What else do you watch what? on Netflix? Like Ricky Gervais. Yeah. Um, okay. I haven't watched... seen that yet. Is it good? The Killer. Um, the kids watch a lot of stuff. Waco, watch Waco. The yet. Killer was good. I mean, they look okay. Have you I've watched Waco yet? No, that is brilliant. You know, that the end of days podcast, yeah. David um, Goresh. Yep, I think it's Goresh. Um, this the cult, is actual, he's the cult leader. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
this is actual footage of what went on in interviews. I know we've listened, the pod is really good on BBC Sounds, but this is, I found this was even better because you're actually seeing footage okay. of. All right, I'll have conflict. a look at that. It's, it's four, three episodes maybe, but much better than the pod, I thought. Um, there's loads of stuff I watch on there. Yeah. Not a lot um, of stuff. Okay, I, t- I take it back. It's amazing and I watch it every day. No, I don't. I barely use Netflix. I haven't watched the, like, re- the latest series of Afterlife for some reason. I keep forgetting to watch that. Must watch that because that's a great show. Um, yeah. Have you seen, Nicky- seen Ricky Gervais stand up yet? The new one. I've seen bits of it. Yeah, I haven't. I really want to see it. Um, I just, he's one of those people. I, th- I always think like Ricky Gervais is like comedy's version of Coldplay. Like he's it's almost like trendy to say that he's not your favorite and you want to like, you want to act clever by picking someone else like Stuart Lee or someone. And it's like, no, Ricky Gervais is the funniest stand up comedian going. Like for a while, it was like anything Chris Rock said made me want to get a nosebleed. It was so funny. But now it's like, he's also mm. great. But it's like Ricky Gervais, just in British terms, especially, I think just nails people. Just nails he's it. so intelligent, yeah. which most comedians have to be. Because they've got to understand so the joke and they've got to they've got to understand society, politics, everything really. That's why they're so clever because they know so much. But he's properly up there with yeah. um, IQ wise, you'd imagine. Yeah, so done that. Um, not oh, really done um, too much. Oh God, what? Uh, no, we, we must. We, it's a rugby podcast, but uh, there was something else. Uh, well, I've watched the Gruffalo. 600 times Stickman 400 times zog 300 times over christmas um what i will say is i hadn't watched the gruffalo before until this christmas um it's your fourth child mate i know i know i know. missed it missed it missed it um but the music i think they call it the score don't they the yeah. music on the gruffalo is so amazing like i hope it gets the credit it deserves i hope it's won awards it's absolutely amazing um, the voices in it to as watch... well. James Corden's on it, isn't he? Roughly. Yeah, there's loads of... And Rob Brydon's in all of Julia Donaldson's animated uh, book animations, basically. He's in it. He's everywhere. He's doing great. He's a bona fide comedy genius, to be fair. But um, yeah, it really, really got into that. Way too into it. Uh, watched Home Alone over Christmas. I never really watched TV over Christmas. Too busy cooking and eating, really. But um, we haven't asked each other how our Christmases were because it's so long ago. Go on. Loved it. Yeah, that'll do. Yeah. Uh, good fresh start there, isn't it? Beginning of Jan. Good to have a fresh start there. Oh, my little one, who's five. That's not little, he, mate. That's teenage. He was up like every hour. He's coming in like eyes half open going, has he been yet? Has he been? Can you check? Like this, half three in the morning. No, he hasn't been. Go back to bed. End up you do what up. I do. You say, half if five. you get up, he doesn't come. You scare him away. He's like a spider or a mouse. As soon as they hear you, they're gone. Oh, mate, mate, mate. Doesn't quite understand. Big drama in the house this morning. Oh. Uh, my wife has, uh, she went out to do put the bins, sort the bins out in the back garden and she saw well, She does that, does she? Oh, wow. You're right, she does, mate. It's a pink job. She goes out to put the bins out and just stick it in the bin store in the back garden and there's evidence of some shredding having gone on by rats. presumably a mouse in there. Or rats. Now, or rats. Now, she has a phobia of mice and rats and it is all, all, like a lot of phobias 
are irrational. Hers is extreme and it is real. And she is, for example, I was about to do the pod and she's like, don't forget, darling, you still got some Christmas cake. She makes me my own Christmas cake every year and I eat the whole cake to myself. No one else knows it's there. Don't forget, darling, you've still got some Christmas cake to eat. And I simply bring it up and she's like, I'm, I can't, I still can't leave the kitchen. So she is paralyzed by fear that there is a mouse in the back garden, which there will be loads of them. Um, absolutely paralyzed, frozen. Like if I said I saw a mouse three weeks ago, she would like freeze, scream, burst into tears. It is proper stuff. What's she like when you're reading the Gruffalo? And then um, the other day, my big girls are up at their mum's house and they're, they've got a load big of cats. Girl. Like the mad lady with the cats is her and they big girl. Cats brought a mouse in. So they just sent a picture of a dead mouse holding it up by its tail on the <laughs> that we found in the kitchen. And holy shit, mate. Right, yeah. Lost it. It's not like, it's not a joke to her. It's actually not a joke to her. So I'm now going into full rodent extermination mode, even though. I'm like that God. with snakes. That's why they call me Indiana Jones. And my dad calls me Junior. I hate snakes. They don't. Just maybe that. But yeah, I can't yeah. stand snakes, honestly. Like, oh, God. You know, when you go like these trips, like my daughters have done school trips to the zoo like when they're like six years old and they're holding snakes. I'm like, not yeah. a chance would I hold I Deal a with my own, but other people. <laughs> no, I can't, I can't stand them, mate. Do the way they move, the way they eat. A lot Ugh, goes properly through me. Even thinking, about I saw it. a video of a crane on Instagram. A crane lifting up a, a anaconda. It would have been an anaconda, anaconda or a python, whatever it is. And yeah. holy shit, mate, that's got to be like forty yeah. feet long. Someone yeah. said, "Oh, the longest one's thirty feet." I'm like, bro, that is longer than thirty feet. That is more than three basketball hoops long, and it's fat, mate. Like it's fat. Yeah, yeah. I'm sort of thinking if I lay straight with my arms by my side, it'd be able to devour me. I was at, be that. I wouldn't I was, be that tasty, but no, you wouldn't. I I was at Welford Road. Uh, sorry, sorry, Mattioli Woods, Welford Road on Saturday, and I was just like by the sitting there watching the bit of dead time, and I was looking at Solomoni Cato who played in the midfield. Big, and I watched he? him, and I was just looking at his legs, and I was just like zoning out a little bit. And what I imagined, what I was thinking was that python that I saw on that crane getting forklifted out of the jungle was i reckon it was girthier 30 40 feet long whatever it was girthier than his thighs which are massive i was like then yeah. i was like then i was on then i was watching gloucester play bath on sunday and fraser balmain ran on and he, it was quite a close-up as he ran on from behind and i thought i reckon his thighs are about the girth of that anaconda but 40 300 feet long i mean that make mince me that'd do you and me in the same helping mate the same sitting like dislocate your jaw Amazing, amazing things. Oh, a lot can happen in the next three years, like a chatbot, maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. I did two games flat over Christmas period. Cardiff yeah. versus the Dragons, Boxing yeah. Day. Weather was perfect. Was How crisp. was the weather? Yeah. It was crisp. It was yeah. dry, which was the biggest thing. Oh, God. On an artificial pitch. And Cardiff absolutely hammered the Dragons. Couldn't believe it. They were good against Bath. We were both there. Uh, the following game then, they had against Dragons 55-21. And they were... Goodness me. Yeah. It was something like 45-7 at halftime. Game gone. So, MC hammered. MC absolutely hammered. And they were good. Uh, yeah. The second game I did was Ospreys versus Cardiff. New Year's Day at the Dunraven Brewery Field. And the weather was pretty bad over that period. Heavily rained. And I said, there's no way a professional game, a showcase for Welsh rugby, the biggest game of the season. Two best teams over the Christmas period. We have Judgment Day, which is big, but that's right yep. at the end of the season. So that by then, yep. most of it is sort of filtered out as to where teams are and what's left to play. Still loads to play for at the moment. And the pitch was just horrendous. And it wasn't Bridgen's fault, okay, because that's their pitch. They're not in the URC. They're not in the Welsh Premiership. Right. They're in the Welsh Premiership. Yeah. But I, I look at some of the derbies that went on over the Christmas period and you had or the festive period. And you had Edinburgh, Glasgow at Merrifield. And there was 40,000, 50,000 there. And it was great. And I looked at TNT and you had Quinn's Gloucester and you had celebrity DJs. And it was just awesome. rocking yeah. 77,000. Yeah. Yeah. And then I look at, and, and the, the Irish derbies, you know, were, yeah. were big, played on a good pitch. Yeah. And I just look at that pit and it took me back about 30 years. And some people love that. And it's a nostalgia effect. But it doesn't draw me, people in, though, that aren't going to watch otherwise. For me, yep. when I'm trying to sell a game, and that is the product on the field. And there's, there were six tries, but it was two or three phases in kick. It was a it was a mud bath. I just, yeah. I had a little go online, or not online, on commentary about the stand of the pitch. And, and it's it's down to the Ospreys deciding where to play it because yeah. there was um, issues with the fixture schedule and Swansea were playing. Uh, at the Swansea.com stadium. But you can't be playing a professional game in this day and age on a pitch like that when you want to grow the game. Yep. But what it, I will say... It is a nice idea to visit these clubs. But there's, It is, because it was atmosphere like was atmosphere was good. Yeah. Uh, because you, you don't get that in the Swansea.com stadium because it's so big. But you get yeah. whatever it is, eight or 9,000 at uh, the Dunraven Brewerfield, and it's bouncing. 
and they, you know, yeah. they, had a, they had a lorry with a curtain pulled aside, and some guy was playing a guitar and, under there. And then they couldn't. Their, the facilities weren't great, as you can imagine. You know, it's a yeah. really old club. It's not up to the level that you you'd see in the URC. Yeah, um, and I know some of the players weren't too fast, but I just I just had end to end abuse, mate, online. Have you? Yeah, loads, loads. What about criticizing the pitch? Yep. Yep. I mean, who's got who is going online to comment on what someone else thinks of a rugby pitch? Who's doing that, mate? And it's not it's not like I'm just what I'm trying to say is like a, a level of sport at this level should not be played on a pitch like that. Because it doesn't resemble anything you play on week to week. It doesn't resemble I think anything if you, have, you play at test match yeah. level. I think if you have like Say like and this is Bath. down to the Osprey scheduling, not yeah, and, yeah. But like, even yeah. even the, even the Bath pitch w- was good yesterday. We're watching the game, and that was underwater the day before. I mean, yep. it was large underwater, solid underfoot. But you've like you if uh, you know Bath Bath actually has a really good, amazing pitch considering it's next to a river, right right next to a river. I mean, you could chuck a tennis ball under arm and hit the river. It's that close, isn't it? But it it's got a really good pitch, but. The, the occasional mud bath at Bath would actually be fun and people, it would be, you'd all look like bloody warriors in it and that's great. But actually, if it's every week, that's not good enough and they would have to make a change. But the occasional mud bath is all right. But I don't know. I do like the idea of them playing these games at these clubs. I do like that. Um, and I yeah, just think brilliant. you're massively out of order for criticising the pitch because you don't <laughs> care about the game. But then you've got players like, you know, you've got to try and persuade players to stay at your club, you know, so you're, Say someone like your Mason Grady, like I know for a fact he absolutely hated it. And you're thinking, right, you've got to yeah. try and get these players to stay. You, you've got, yeah. it's it's a tough one, um, but games like that, it is. Um, but anyway, anyway, yeah. like the, the more I go on, you you are a massive hater, which is a real shame. You got bitter. You're a bitter ex pro, and you go one or two ways, don't you? <laughs> but yeah, hammered online. Um, but oh, great! Bloody standby. What I said. It's yeah. Who's going on there to hammer people? That's what I don't get. I don't get like why you're going to do that with your. In fairness, I did it once. Actually, I'm a hypocrite. I did it once. I put some hate online. Um, David Hay lost a boxing match, and as soon as he lost it, he blamed it on his toe. Uh, and no, I didn't say I didn't say like your yeah it's his tone I didn't say you're I didn't say you're effing this or effing that because what am I gonna what am I gonna be aggressive to him for it knocked me into next week in about 10 seconds flat but it was like I was just like mate I said something like don't do that mate you just lost the fight don't tell everyone you got a bad toe like yeah you know I play rugby with guys who one guy who had a testicle injury. I won't say his name. Testicle injury. Had an operation on the Tuesday. Played 80 minutes on the Saturday against Leeds. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like proper operation, general, balls out. Didn't see him till Friday. Takes part in the team run. Doesn't mention it. Have you had an operation? No. Where have you been? I've been poorly. The lad said you had an operation on you. No. And the doctor's like, yeah, he did. Let's have a look. No. Just doesn't mention it. Won't talk about it. Plays 80 minutes. Yeah. Hard as nails, mate. And you got this fella. I mean, David Hayes harder than everyone I've ever met, but I did do that once. Um, but then I actually met him and said, by the way, I sent this message once and it wasn't really horrible. I didn't swear or anything. Um, 
And he was kind. He was kind. He sort of laughed it off. And I said, "But I will smash face in if you want to fight." So, <laughs> I'll stick the head on you. Yeah, stick a nut on you. Yeah. Um, so I'm a hypocrite. I'm I'm an online hater. It wasn't even that bad. I just said, "Come on, mate." But yeah, it's the who's going on there and doing this stuff. I don't understand. I, I don't. Understand. I, I mentioned it twice. I said first half and second half, little rant. But then, but anything that went on in the game, then you had to give it context because any good bit of skill you have to mention the weather you have to say so you know that is incredible bit of skill in this weather because, because of the weather yeah because yeah. of the weather um so you had to mention the pitch quite a lot uh but morgan morse scored an unbelievable try from oh it's amazing try yeah it's really young bloke amazing try young bloke played for the under 20s when he was sort of either two or three years below the under 20s level gonna say old two or three years old yeah <laughs> probably could have uh, so yeah, that is unusual. He yeah. is, he's a massive one for the future. Mason Grady got a good try. Good luck catching him when he breaks through. He's but after rapid, that, eh? yeah, yeah. He, is, he is. And he's big as well. He yeah. Will, he has to feature. He has to be a starter for me. Tell me this. Six Nations. Yeah. Two questions. I want yep. a one word answer to each. Is he angry when he carries the ball? Yep. Is he angry when he hits you in defense? Yep. Wow. That's good. Good signs. You do see a lot of big blokes who don't mind carrying the ball, but don't love smashing people or the other way he around. Runs, he runs like Ardy Surveyor, like in contact, because he's always wriggling, always trying to move. Nightmare. Point of contact, yeah. Just Nightmare. gives it everything. So, really enjoy watching him play. But um, there's a couple of other derbies on. Scarlet's struggling. Um, Osprey's beat them. And then the Dragons beat Scarlets, yeah, on New Year's Day. Sam Costello, who's back, who's which is good news for Wales because we need a ten. Yeah, it is. Johan Lloyd's up there. He's probably the only shining light for the Scarlets. Still playing well, still taking chances, still creating, still getting Scarlets out of trouble a lot with his footwork, vision. Yeah. Um, but the biggest, the biggest calls are going to be who will be the number ten for Wales. Owen Williams has been playing pretty solidly, and he's. Yeah. He's a solid option at 10. Yeah. You get a little bit more with Johan Lloyd, a little bit more with Sam Costello at 10, but place kicking will be a slight issue because... No half penny. No half penny, no bigger. Yeah. The bankers. So, yeah, plenty to plenty of food for thought for Warren. Johan Lloyd for me, boy. Mm. Yeah. Johan Lloyd for me. Love him. Yeah. I think he's great. Um Callum Sheedy's had a good start to the season, to be fair. He's yes, really, he's another one in really the mix well. as well. Yeah. The offload he gave, I can't remember what try. I remember seeing it out the back. He's playing really well. Ouch. Yeah. It was yeah. good. But another one that probably you were a little bit wary place kicking. Uh, yeah. I mean, you say that about George Ford at the moment, but you'd still pick him for England. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I, Yeah, I think I, yeah. I, I'm uh, I'll Cam get Young Lloyd, please. Can win it, young youngster at fifteen, boy. Yeah, I like him. Bath. Yeah, like him a lot. Yeah, like him a lot. Um, Another one. In in short, you've had the, one of the best games ever between Chiefs and Saints at the weekend. It was just oh, last minute yeah. stuff. An off an attempted pass bounced off Henry Slade's face, went out in the corner. Northampton got the throw in, scored last play, forty two thirty six or something like that, forty two thirty nine or something like that. Um, forty odd thirty. Amazing game. Alex Mitchell, um, good. The yep. movement between his break and Slight Home 
is brilliant for any kids yep. to watch that. Just watch how sort of Slight Home's looking to run off him, but then ends up drifting wide. Alex Mitchell runs in field, creates a space. I just thought it was beautiful off the ball running. Yep. Yep. Uh, Mitch Slight Home scored a hat trick. He's a really good aggressive winger. I really like watching him play. And Alex Mitchell is just fantastic. He's on great form. When he came on, so yeah, amazing game. Um, Courtney Laws is linked with chats with Axon Provence, which is a pro D Dir team. I think that's where Tom uh, Thomas Francis went. Okay, uh, Welsh prop. Um, and you know the whole narrative is then you've got French second division clubs poaching Premiership stars potentially if that happens. Um, but is what it is. Um, of course, Owen Farrell linked with Racing that said in one paper I read in the Times I read last night, it said that it's it's that it's more like when, not if. I think it said that in there. Um so that's that's big. Like it is it's definitely a loss to the premiership, definitely a loss to Saris, but you can't blame him. He's kind of done his bit and yeah. why wouldn't and it's not like he's going over there, he'll go over there and I'm sure being crude about it, he get paid a load of cash. But he's not going over there for an easy ride. It is a harder ride. There are more games. There it is a it is it is it's hard work he's got to properly deliver loads of pressure loads of expectation at Racing if he goes there so if he he's goes he's given sad above and beyond he's oh mate given, a, given above and beyond for the the premiership and deserves yeah. everything he gets Thomas Williams is is leaving at the end of the season to Gloucester huge loss oh there you go to Gloucester yep oh, okay yep. Um, yeah so they pulled Adam Hastings yesterday he's been out for a long time injured he's just back and playing against Bath in the in the big derby yesterday they had a chance to win it Thorley was open to the left everyone could see it he could see it the defence could eventually see it but he, he just needed to get that ball and whip it to Thorley and Ollie Thorley is very difficult to handle one on one as I'm sure you know very difficult and he's quick and big and aggressive he's like a horse and um, Will Muir was the standout winger on the day I thought yep. but actually Thorley gets that ball in time the very good chance he scores and Hastings just basically chucked it on the ground and a complete miss pass he runs really powerfully Thorley even when he's yeah. running the ball out of defence you know from kickoffs you just give it to him and he just goes and he his shoulders and his his body gets through that first tackle yeah. and there's so many times you look at players just clinging on to him yep. but you're right Thorley was open for, for Adam Hastings to hit that pass it would have if they got that, got the kick, it would have been, I think, 27 all, maybe. So it wouldn't have got Gloucester a win, I don't think, but it would have stopped them losing. No, but it was just, yeah, it would have been high but drama. It was, it was a clear opportunity. Yeah, it was just high drama. Alfie Barbary, having a bit of a puke at the end. Yeah, I know. Poor blogger. Yeah, that ranked that. They, they looked it's knackered, off. mind. They looked absolutely Everyone knackered. Because it, it was a high-paced game. Yeah. It wasn't that many stoppages in the second half. Heavy and pitch, just kept too. going and going. Yeah, it was a heavy pitch. But also, they're all all human bodies are different. But there's a type. There are different types of bodies. Like, you know, at Bath, we always, as soon as it went to a full front row on the bench, we basically always rotated our props at fifty five, sixty minutes every week. And now and again, if the person on the bench was injured or just cover or not quite fit, whatever it was it'd be like 80 minutes. And then I remember, I think I did 87 weeks out of eight or eight weeks out of nine or something. And I was like, I I genuinely feel absolutely more comfortable doing 80 than 55 and having to blast it. I felt really comfortable doing 80s. And they're like, no, we don't want any props doing 80 minutes if we can avoid it because you'll get injured, you're too heavy. And then they're like, right, you've done all these 80 minutes, 
Dave Barnes is back. You're going on the bench. I did 20 minutes the week after I'd done 80 again, and I was hanging out of my ass every yeah. time I did 20, 25 minutes. It just used to kill me. It's because you and people say, I'll oh, warm up better, hit the pads and get your heart rate up before you go on. There's my system was just shocked by coming off the bench. Whereas if I started a game, I could do the 80. Like, yeah, and Barbara, he's, sort of, he's a big man. You know? get into the game slowly during kickoff and, and at yep. half time as well. David, when you come on and the game is fast, it's open horrible. and loose. Yeah. It's horrible. Disgusting. Yeah. It's just aerobically horrible. Yeah. Yep. Um, but I thought uh, Tom de Glanville got mad of the match, thought he was good, but Ollie Lawrence again was good. It's because it, he's he's big and powerful and that's what, therefore, that's what people see. But actually standing start, bit of footwork, acceleration, creates a two-on-one from a two-on-two for Will Muir. Like, yep. he's he looks the real deal. Does he's Lawrence a pinball, right? mate. He's a pinball. Yeah. He's a, he just bounces off players because doesn't often just try. If you try and run through players all the time, you're not going to go anywhere. Yeah. Are you like Hamish Watson is a bit like that. Like he's not, there's no size to him really. There's no massive weight, but just manipulates his body so well. He knows he can't run through people. He just bounces them off. Doesn't use his momentum to let him tackle him. And then sort of ends up going a little bit backwards to go forward again. There's also like you had it a bit without, making you embarrassed um don't know if you can you go red then you can go red can you um but you had like the every blade of grass bit like you would just go and go and go through contact so if you wanted to tackle you you had to really hit you hard and stick like when we played england a wales at wrexham and i smashed you on that inside line you got i knew what was coming so i buried you but if you look at ollie lawrence just keeps going and i watched mike brown at the weekend playing for tigers just re-signed for them good on him um and i I've said this about Mike Brown a few times before. He has good acceleration. Um, he is strong and powerful. When you see him up close, you realise there is nothing on him except muscle and bone and sinew. Yeah. Like he is in amazing shape. But I honestly think it's a mindset. And I think there are lots of guys who are bigger and more powerful that go to ground easier. And I, the mindset of a Mike Brown and Ollie Lawrence, Hamish Watson, I think that is often like Ardi Surveyor is obviously a powerful guy. But yeah. it's his mindset that sees him carry the ball like that. He just rips into every carry. And it's the power you've got as well. Because you've got to be able to genetics so, too, yeah. Yeah, you've got to keep your feet and you've got to be able to pump your legs. And some people just know they haven't got it because of years of rugby already and know they haven't been able to dominate contact. Yeah. Because you know, you're not really going to go through your age group where you don't dominate sort of physically, and then all of a sudden, you know, when you're 20s and 30 20s mid 20s you're dominating contact it doesn't work like that you sort of you normally know From what birth. you can do yeah like Barbary's yeah. always dominated contact doesn't he exactly exactly yeah. even if you're small it doesn't it doesn't matter you still you yeah. still know that you can dominate contact and i think people just worry sometimes carriers worry they go straight down on the deck recycle it but other players because they've done it for years and years and years they know they uh they know they've got the ability to stay on their feet Got that extra two or three meters, which does make a massive difference. Yeah, but it's like you do, you know, you you got all these quick lads around, and you'd be like, right, this Trevor Woodman squats this, and he's absolutely rapid. I'm like, right, I can squat that, I can power clean that, I can do that, I can lift what he lifts or more, I can do all that. How come I can't move like him? And it's like, mate, you just can't. <laughs> you just can't move like him. He just moves better than you do. He's just quicker yeah. than you. And I was like, yeah, but I'm doing all this power stuff, all my scores are really good and it's like yeah yeah but when you put boots on and go on a field you can't move as quickly as him full stop yeah but you didn't try so, so did you no because you just knew don't you know don't you like yeah. just can't 
yeah, it's just not not in you. But um, yeah, so the big the big news really is Owen Farrell. So we'll see what we'll see what gives there. But it could be also the the other question is who do they sign at ten? I mean, yeah. Saris have always been one of those teams where they can just stick someone else in at ten and they're fine. But actually, they thin out. I think out you need a, a like bit. for like. Yeah, I don't think I don't think personally like a Finn Russell would suit Saris. I think they'd have to change their game plan completely because they're not. They don't play the game like a Bath or Northampton would. They play it slightly different. I think they're a bit yeah. more, maybe a little bit more pragmatic. Um, they still create a lot of tries, but Owen Farrell doesn't have the running game of um, a Ford or a, a Finn Russell. So I think you have to be careful who you sign. Like, a, I don't know, like a Andre Pollard might suit Saris. I think he would be your dream signing, but he ain't going to Saris. Nope. He's not leaving Leicester to go to Saris. No way. I mean, no, sir. Could happen. Could happen. Could happen. You know, you don't know. Money talks. Money Neil talks, Diamond. boy. Neil Diamond taught me that. Money talks, boy. Yeah, um, I had a nice New Year's Eve. I forgot to mention. Went round James okay. Rainbird's house. Um, saw that oh, yeah. year in. Yeah, my mate Andrew Nicholson. Weird Andrew bought over a big jukebox. Proper big one, like a JBL one. Had to wheel it in. Sort of some like a. I can imagine him going around Cardiff High Street with it on and singing karaoke. It was that big, right. sort of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the new. Where do you see the new year in? I was in bed early. We're down in Devon, actually. It was just us and the little babies, the two babies. So it was kind oh, of cute. I was just yeah, just. You uh, turned yeah, into a like, super cutie over the over. The I'm not like last oh, couple of years. bugger New Year's Eve. I hate it, but the only way I really want to spend New Year's Eve, if it's not just in bed, is with me. Having dinner, yeah, having dinner with mates around a table. Like I don't, I don't, I can't imagine going out anywhere for New Year's Eve yeah. anymore. No, no but just, you'd want, yeah, I'm, I'm with you, mate. That's how I'd like to spend Christmas as well, just with yeah. my mates. Not with your family. <laughs> I did say this Christmas. I said, what, what point? At what point do you get to like having mates Christmases? And I was like, yeah. never. I'm not sure no. people have mates Christmas. No, they don't. Not people with big families. No, they don't. Okay, we'll shelve that yeah. idea. We will shelve that idea. Oh, I went out for, for a couple of year. drinks as well with a couple of boys down in Swansea. Oh, I saw that. You with Alan Wynne Jones. Did you get that shirt signed that I gave you two years ago? I didn't know he was going to be there. He randomly turned up. Otherwise, I would have. I would have. Christ. But my mate Bryn asked me for that shoot. about once a month. Oh, you got that shirt signed yet? I said, Oh, Shanks has still got it, mate. He says he's any day now. I can afford it. No, he wasn't meant to be there. Hooky, James Hook was there. Shane Williams, Lee Byrne, Alid Brew. Um, I think that was it, really. My uh, budgie was there. He texted you yesterday, didn't he? He was in the President's Lounge with Roger Harry. Yeah, hey, imagine those two walking in. Imagine those two walking in. Someone President's Lounge the at the wreck in Bath. I think, I think, yeah, I, know. I think he texted me because he it's called the President's Lounge and he it wasn't what he was expecting. Yeah, it is. Um, it's not that presidential. <laughs> But John if you're Hall from Bath, you love it. He sent a photo, hey? and I recognize. He sent a photo, and I recognized John Hall. He was in. There. Oh, mate, he's, John Hall's the king of Bath, mate. Yeah, great. I mean, when you consider who's played for Bath, like Stuart Barnes, Jerry Guscott, those guys, legends, Jim Fallon, you know, all, all those legends. John Hall is the king. Yeah, John is the great. I, in my view, he's the greatest ever. Um, he was different, mate. Hawley was different. Mobile, mm. agile, hostile, big man. Oh, I like that. I might get that tattooed on me. Yeah. Big oh, man. You watch the old, we used to get old fed old videos of them, you know, and it's like, you know, you say, well, he could play now. 
I mean, Hawley was actually, I mean, 6'4", 120 kilos plus, yeah. lean, powerful. Genuinely, he could have played There's this l- era. Mate, lows, most could. Most yeah. could because they'd get a little bit bigger. But He'd yeah. evolve in training, yeah. Yeah. People are the same size. They're just conditioned better now. And you That's see all. Hawley now, and he's like he's 60 now or something. Or, yeah, not far off. And he's obviously does loads of cycling. He's trimmed down yeah. loads. He's massive, mate. And he's, he's lean, but he's massive man. And you're like, he is every bit as big as a lot of... He's much bigger than, like, for example, the Curry Twins, who are amazing yeah. players and big. He's much bigger than them. And you think there are... You just write off the pre-pro era as though they couldn't compete. And it's like, well, actually, oh, nah. you put them on our regimes. Not true. Like, look at Leonard. He was yeah. an amateur. And then look at the pro he became, you know. like John Devereaux. He's yeah. massive, mate. Jiffy. Yeah. Easy. You know, a little bit of better condition than they probably had. But Yeah. yeah. But, you'd, but they would have got that. And yes. Rob John Jones, Rob Jones might be the only one. Because he's four foot. And you, you can't. That is, well. You can't get yeah. to him. Nah, it's tough, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, he could. He was amazing. Um, right, should we no, end it there, mate? It's a long one. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I haven't seen you for a while. I spoke to you for a while, so. I'd love to tell you I'm, you know, doing something exciting this afternoon. Well, I am, actually. I am. I'm doing almost nothing for the whole afternoon, which is a real treat, isn't it? Let's face it. Yeah. Yeah. Cooking for six, cooking for seven tonight, though. So, you know, there's a lot of us. But um, are, you cook- are you cooking quickly? I'm actually just defrosting some, uh, since you ask, Wagyu ribeye steaks. Nice. Yeah. From a local guy who's on the, at the beginning, early days of his journey to producing Wagyu beef. So it's not okay. K5, which is about the stuff you go to Japan and pay a thousand pounds for. These are a tenner, uh, 12 quid for two. So it's, you know, but they're big. Off the back of a so, lot. Yeah. Well, at the back of my mate's freezer, but, um, my mate Craig and Powley took me over there and, um, really interesting but he's yeah it's all very very scientific but i enjoy all that stuff you know i had the turkey crown was lovely from field and flower as was the yeah. rolled sirloin for christmas um wow. i've got a load of chicken thighs which i'm really enjoying from field and flower at the moment. i'm making a chicken curry tonight um had a little had some lamb yesterday oh. uh field and flower order came yesterday as well so i've got some burgers, some yeah. sausages. I like I like to have my sausages before I play golf. So I play golf first thing in the morning. I'll you like the sausages? Fryer, okay. And I'll take them around and eat them warm. I have three sausages, maybe four. I'm hungry. And, uh, You're the sausage four. boy. But I, it's funny you say that because as well as the, I didn't think to mention them, but as well as the, because two steaks isn't enough for all of us people. But I've also got uh, Field and Flower, obviously, uh, skinless, bo- no, uh, boneless chicken thighs out defrosting as well. Yeah. I have never had a field and flower order. This is not a field and flower sponsored pod. We must remind people. We just love it. So I've never had, I don't think a field and flower order that hasn't had chicken thighs in it. I order them yeah. every single fortnight, yeah. every single order. Beautiful. Keep the moisture. Yeah. They're the best I've bit. Got a, I've got a sirloin um, steak on the bone. Oh yeah. Which I'm eating this week. So yeah. I might actually fire up the barbecue for it because I've been lazy yeah. at the moment. Oh, I did. Cold. I did field and flower. Turkey legs yesterday, turkey thighs on the Kamado Joe. Nice. Yep. Mega. Oh, good. Mega roasted them for about, and I roasted them, basically put them on just as Bath kicked off against Gloucester and then glazed them. But I pressed pause just after half time, gave them a little glaze with some apricot uh, barbecue sauce, which is all I had. And um, 
Nice low temp. Took them off at the end. Bloody lush, mate. Well done. Tell the kids they're chicken. So there you go. <laughs> I don't make any foul. Um, okay, mate. Right, good luck to you. Yeah, we'll speak to you next week. Just about to wrap a Christmas tree in a duvet cover and get it out the house without hopefully dropping all the bits. Oh, you look like you're going to make a Let cupboard or something. Yeah. All right, up yours. See you guys. See you, bye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.